everyone, you're listening to Reality by Rare. Whenever we talk about global environmental issues, the first thing that pops up in our mind is climate change. Climate crisis has become a major international issue. And to understand the severity of this climate crisis, I have invited over two girls who have dedicated themselves to spread awareness about the climate crisis through this NGO called Climate Science. Without further wastage of time, let's welcome Sofia Ferilogo, a 17-year-old high school student, and Amanda Suarez, who is a 19-year-old college-going student. So, I'd like to ask my first question to Sofia. What does climate education stands for? So, climate education um, is basically like um, teaching the science behind what's happening in the world and mainly like climate science. Um, in general, among the girls, if you want to, I think I can compliment. I think education is the best way to create action. It's the way to encourage people to change their attitudes and behaviors. And I think this also applies to climate reality. So, climate education or climate crisis education is not like only learning about climate elements and their importance to life, but taking a look to different aspects of it, um, especially because it is a complex and intersectional issue. And I think climate education must work on different levels that goes beyond only understanding climate change, but also considering the social scientific side of it and its impacts in order to prepare individuals to address solutions to it. So whenever we talk about major international issues, we talk about terrorism, we talk about genocide, ethnic war, civil war, and everything that uh, politics uh, revolves around. But however, uh, we often neglect the topic of environmental concerns. So um, I would like you guys uh, to one by one shed light upon the importance and relevance of climate uh, education in agility. Human activities are impacting the climate dynamics and the climate dynamics are also impacting us. So we're all being impacted by it. And for example, we have um, as a result of the scenario, we are facing different problems, such as um, extreme, extreme phenomena, food and water insecurity. And it's important to say that it affects people in a different way. It's unequal. So I think since there's a human side of it, of its issue, we have to see us humans as a solution to it, right? Um, and because of education's power um, to become actual potential, I think it's the biggest protagonism on climate um, solving. And I think it is important to say that, especially in climate education, when we're talking about action, we need to make it accessible so we can reach a, diver uh, a diverse reality, like different people who suffer from climate um, impacts in a different way. Uh, Sophia, would you like to add something? Yes, absolutely. So, so shortly and being really objective in my perspective, it's, uh, it's important to realize on what it can, Provoke. So climate education means change and solution. Um, and quoting something that we always say in climate science, how can we, how can someone even begin to solve anything if they don't know anything about it? Um, and we, when we understand the science behind climate crisis and all that revolves around it, we can begin um, to think about um, how um, to solve it, which is an extremely important in actuality. Uh, so you guys have been working together for this NGO called Climate Science. So 
what is climate science and how does it affect the climate education? Oh my, okay. So climate science is an international NGO focused in climate science and education. Um, the NGO is basically structured almost as in startup. It has many areas um, that mainly separate international team and community. Um, the, sorry, internal team, which is international. Um, so the internal team is made up by scientists that write the educational content, um, graphic designers that illustrate it, software engineers that program the platforms like the app and the website. And then there's the leadership that coordinates all of it. Um, and then on the other side, the community is the part of climate science that bridges the educational content, such as courses, children book, the climate science school content, study guides um, to the population in many countries. Um, we're now um, present in 30 countries in all continents, and each country is a national community, for instance, the Brazilian community. And like the national court, the national communities um, connect in the global community that helps with organization and um, the alignment with climate science content and goals. That's perfect. And I think the like most differential part of climate science is not only that it's focused on like solution, so it's solution oriented, but it's focused on accessibility. So it's like its main goal is to make climate science understandable and bring it to people, like bring it closer to people. That's right. Um, so um, as students, uh, what role do you play um, in instilling climate education? Um, I think today I volunteer at Climate Science as national coordinator for the Brazilian community alongside this one other amazing woman. Um, and we're currently working on taking climate science um, accessible content to the people in Brazil um, and to the whole country through events, partnerships with schools, universities, and many others. And I, I really believe that climate education is something that we can keep to ourselves, we need to share. And um, it's about empowering. So it did empower me and it made me realize the power I have to change reality. So I wanted to take it to other people and young people um, to make a change and see, their, see them action. Okay. Um, as I'm in that, uh, my role began like um, in education when I also started volunteering for climate science. Um, and uh, I've started the Brazilian community and coordinated nationally until this May when I'm with and Patsy, that's the other empowered women she mentioned. Um, and um, we reached lots of young activists all over Brazil, uh, which they took it upon their mission as well to extend climate education and with it awareness as well to every Brazilian. Um, and regarding CS, I'm now acting globally um, and also have recently joined Arctic Angel Network, a group of 30 young women from different countries that raise awareness about climate crisis, also incorporating education. So, yeah, main role. Education really um, impacted my life, and I try to bring it to every project. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. Since you have been playing an indispensable role, so did it really affect um, the climate situation in any manner? Um, 
I think the the like biggest impact is on people's life and on making them realize the power they have on acting in reality. So I would say that from we're now more than three in Brazilian community, we're now more than 350 um, community coordinators, which is a lot of people. And um, we've seen that education um, made them um, protagonists in the in the um, movement. And they're starting to do their own projects. They're starting to act um, not only on education, but on action, like um, more practical stuff. Some of them are developing games. And I think that's a like huge impact. And of course, by um, partnering up with schools and universities and doing events, we're also reaching out to people who once were not interested in climate issues and climate crisis and are now um, um, starting to learn from it and starting to act. So yeah, I think the biggest impact is, um, I'm very passionate about people. So I think by um, reaching out to them and educating them, we're gonna have the biggest impact of all. As I said, is a human um, matter too. I definitely agree. When you impact a, uh, a person, right, it exponentially grows. The impact um, moves to one person to another. And yeah, I agree with Amanda. Uh, while working in the community, you come across various challenges. So what was the biggest difficulty that you faced? I think I can start with that. I think um, the biggest difficulty that the community, Brazilian community has encountered was one, starting it, and two, um, structuring it. Um, starting it, many people <clears throat> who were rich weren't interested, and it was difficult to find trustworthy and hardworking people to build an initial and solid team. Um, but also structuring, because after we had an initial team that was solid, it started growing really fast from 10 to 100 people in six months from 100 to 350 in a couple of months after that. Um, so we had to structure and restructure to fit the demand and, and the growth. And I believe Brazil is still doing that and will continue to do it um, and continue to restructure due to its constant growth, right, among them? Yes, we're like, we're having a boon of new volunteers. We have more than um, 200 contacts each week of people who are interested in joining, which means um, that's actually very good. I think the biggest problem now and today, it is to find people who are not, it's to reach out to people who are not interested in those um, topics, because those are the ones we need to like find, and those are the ones we need to um, educate even more. So I think that's one of the issues we're trying to like address and find a solution. But I think we're, being successful in it. Um, as I said, we're having like people who are seeing in climate science an opportunity to um, learn about climate um, crisis uh, it, as a topic they didn't know about and not only learning, but starting to act. So yeah, I think this is what's happening right now at our community. And how did your interest in uh inciting about uh, sustainability and climate education arise from? So do you want to start? Um, sure. Um, in uh, 2020, with the wildfires and everything that was going on, I realized that neither I nor my friends, um, we didn't know what, was, what were the causes and effects of everything that was happening. And it bothered me so much because I 
knowing the facts and um and like I, I like knowing everything that's happening but that wasn't being discussed the way it should and the school's focus um, in all it's like passing the brazilian inning or which is which are the tasks to get into university and might end up neglecting education educating students in a solution oriented way about what is happening and what might happen if we don't solve the issues and the crisis we're living obviously there are exceptions regarding focus but mainly um that's what happens and that's what ignited and, and sparked um the fire for like i'm learning about everything that's happened and also taking that um information to other people I think I was always passionate about education, but I never realized that because I was like really loved to learn to learn about different things to study, but it never came to my mind that I could be working with that and taking it to other people. Um, and I also always wanted to make a difference in the current reality. That's what I said. That's why I also do some research, um, and that's why I work with science today. Um, but I, I wanted to make a difference, especially regarding climate. But I couldn't think of how to do it. As Sophia said, I, I wanted to start, but I didn't know how. And when I joined Climate Science, I think that's when both of those universes came together and everything made sense. And to be honest, I, I never actually thought of myself and I, I thought I had the power to actually um, be a protagonist and, and be a leader on making a change. But I think we all have, and that's what we want people to realize.